0: We look forward to you taking part in our conversations. Good morning, Nat. Morning, Sandy. How are you?
1: I'm good. How was your night last night?
0: Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I slept. Actually, slept really well. I did a nice meditation before bed. I've been like,
1: oh, amazing.
0: Back on that train. It's super necessary for me right now. Oh, you got to practice. Got to practice what you preach.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Is there a particular reason why it's? really necessary right now
0: um november was like emotionally chaotic and i felt mm-hmm. my body go my hormones like swing quite a bit um and had some anxiety that i usually don't experience so oh i am gonna do a little bit of what we're gonna talk about today i need to help reg- regulate my cortisol
1: a bit better oh. Yeah. Oh, that's a good. Really good segue. <laughs> yeah. Fancy that. Fancy that. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, I think Nat, you've always been like really sensitive to your own hormone fluctuations. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if you want to speak a little bit about that, or yeah. So
0: just so you guys know, we're gonna talk about um, yoga and hormones. Well, it's a, the first of several yoga, yoga and hormones podcast episodes. But today we're talking about cortisol regulation. Um, we'll go into a lot of little details about that, but personally I've, I think my entire life, like I wouldn't even say like just my adult life, my entire life I've been, um, emotionally quite sensitive. Like I remember I was kind of thinking like, even as a middle school student, you'd have to go into the front, like up to the front of a class and do a little presentation. I don't read a poem or something ridiculous, you know, my, I would like feel such a strong, um, response like my heart would mm. be pounding like I was that person like my heart was pounding my face was mm. like flushed and so my body is like totally in fight or flight just speaking oh, in front wow. of people yeah um, now not an issue because I practice so much well depending on the situation but like in yoga class yeah. I'm good uh so I'm just very very sensitive my body's very sensitive my Cortisol output, which is, we'll talk about, regulated by my adrenals. Um, My adrenals are very sensitive. And I've had adrenal fatigue several times in the stage two category. Stage one is, like, you have more elevated cortisol. Stage two is you're now not really able to produce it as much. And all of your hormones are low. Mm. So you just kind of feel, like, death. (laughs) Well, not that bad. But it's, like, everything is so hard yeah fatigue, fatigue yeah yeah well
1: I guess they call it fatigue because it's like you just generally feel fatigued is that is that right is that like yeah. a good assumption to make? yeah yeah exactly <laughs> all right um so because you've been practicing yoga for so long and you, you've like battled adrenal fatigue like have you noticed personally like a correlation or a causation like does yoga actually help you feel more energetic or like to battle the fatigue in a better way I don't know it, it does it
0: Yeah. Yes. I don't think I haven't like studied myself that thoroughly to, to kind of get like, Oh, this amount of practice works like this for me. Um, because I, I didn't even really notice like the stage one, which is like the wired and tired. That's really classic with, um, having a lot of more energy at night or like those racing thoughts in the evening. I mean, I get that once in a while, but I know how to deal with that now. Um, like Mm. a lot of people are in that stage where have a little more weight gain. Um, thoughts are a little more out of control, more anxiety tendency. I don't even remember when that was like, I might've just been working so hard because I was working like, well, like, you know, you have, Undergrad, I was in university and then working really long hours when I had a job in Northern BC, like doing all this crazy stuff.
1: Well, even just that wired and tired—that sounds like a lot of people's everyday lives. Like that sounds yes. like some something like I hear actually a yeah. lot out of private clients that are like, "I have trouble sleeping." It's that's when my brain is so like I'm just a night owl. What do you make of that? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's definitely I would say has something to do with cortisol dysregulation. Mm. that night owl thing like no one is naturally a night owl
1: ah yeah that's what I was getting at I've heard that as well I've heard that from other um, health practitioners if you go
0: out in nature and you camped without lights for like two weeks you're normal like you're you're going to bed when it's dark you're getting up when it's early Um, light affects your cortisol production but yeah we'll Mm -hmm. get into that so yeah personally I haven't found something that's like oh if I do this practice I know that if I'm quite fatigued um you know i know you wake up with a good cortisol boost because you work out in the morning and you feel like you have energy mm-hmm. to burn you told me that so that's like a nice cortisol high in the morning that's normal um i don't wake up with that much energy still Um mm-hmm. and better now than i used to like i'm not rolling out of bed feeling like i'm being i don't know raised out of a coffin <laughs> before it was like <laughs> nasty that oh, is nasty yeah oh. like tired like feel like just being dragged oh. awake uh, now I'm a lot better but so if I did a like a power vinyasa class in the morning I have to be really careful about how I feel afterwards I mean just in mm. general but in the morning I, I might take longer to get my cortisol bump um so mm. if I'm doing like a 6 a.m class like I might be modifying or um you just have to I think the best practice I've gotten from yoga about cortisol and my energy is really actually tuning in and noticing how I feel mm-hmm. after.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Do you think that there's something to like how long it takes for your cortisol axis to rebalance? Because it is like a series of hormones and a series of signals. Like the light has to strike you first and then the pineal gland starts to get active and the melatonin goes down, cortisol goes Like there's all these things happening. Is there... Is there like, I don't know if you know, but is there a time frame at which that can heal?
0: I think it's going to be different for everyone. Mm. Yeah, I think it, and it, because, and we'll talk about it more, cortisol is constantly being pushed out in, yeah, you have to deal with your stress. So like it, it responds to stress. So it depends how much mental stress you have how much physical stress i mean mental stress is the main one just we work that's mental Mm. stress um you have kids that's mental stress like you're not necessarily hauling things around your house all the time physical stress yeah it's all mental um what you eat affects your cortisol Mm. cortisol we'll talk about sugar and blood sugar glucose uh, mm-hmm. So it's so dependent on so many so many variables. It's really like individual.
1: Yeah. So yeah. what? Okay. That's why tough. don't you give us like a, a quick overview? Like, what is it, like? I think you've pointed to a number of things already. So, what is it exactly?
0: Yeah. So cortisol, it's a hormone. Um, as we've said, um, and we <laughs> we often think of hormones like the sex hormones, right? Progesterone, estrogen, testosterone. So cortisol yeah. is also a hormone, um, and it's your body's it's called your body's main stress hormone. So what I think of it this way, like, and people always say court, like you go on the internet and cortisol gets such a bad rap, but you do, you do need it to be produced to deal with all the stress. So we don't want to get cortisol totally gone and out of the way. So when you have a stressor in your body, um, so like physical stress, emotional stress, there's um, immune response, say there's a virus or something. Like if your body needs to do anything, it tells your cells to like turn on and do that thing they need to do. It's like the little messenger. That's when cortisol is needed. So we're constantly taking in information and we're constantly, you know, you're like, I don't know, on the bus and like around people and getting sick. Cortisol is just like spurting out in little bursts to deal with stuff. It's like, okay, these cells need to do this. Like this pathway needs to be activated. Cortisol just like turns everything on. Um so that's my like general take of like the studies that I've done. And um I'm sure there's like a way more specific and eloquent way to describe that. But that's basically it. Like think of it like yeah, like it turns it turns your body's processes on.
1: So I guess so, why does it so like, yeah, like cortisol recently, I think, has had like a really bad reputation. It's like the thing that everyone's talking about. Oh my God, you have to su- like not suppress, but you have to like be careful of your cortisol. Oh my God, cortisol this, cortisol that. Like, I don't know. What do you make of that? Like, is it, I guess what I'm trying to point out is that I don't think it's necessarily bad, but what's your take on that? Yeah,
0: no, I'd agree. I'd agree with that. Like, I went through a stage where, um, because I didn't know as much about it, I just knew. Like high cortisol is not great for several reasons, but so you go on the internet and you're like, how do I reduce my cortisol? And like, you come up with all the things you're supposed to eat and all the things you're supposed to do and all the things you're supposed to not do.
1: Yeah. But rabbit hole. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, you need to, instead of thinking about decreasing cortisol, you need to think about regulating it. Um, so it needs to be present at the appropriate time, it needs to be lower at the appropriate time. So you don't want it present all the time and high. You don't want it low all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's this regulation. And that's, um, I think, a helpful way to, for most people to think about it.
1: Yeah. And I I remember, so I I used to get like skin rashes as a kid and um, cortisone cream. So cortisol in a format that Mm. is like as a cream, like that, those are, um, um, and actually I I actually do take like a nasal spray to help me with my allergies so that I can breathe better um, because I guess it vasodilates. Um, But cortisol has a number of like therapeutic aspects as well. So it's not necessarily bad. It it is bad in the long term if it's consistently high and it it fucks up your sleep wake cycle and it's... It makes you like you said like the whole adrenal fatigue stuff um, but as a therapeutic like if you're just applying it for a skin rash it, it can have therapeutic effects it is immunosuppressive so it helps with hyperactive um, immune systems like mine um, which tr- get triggered by um, allergies uh, allergens in the environment resulting in the skin rash so it can it can help a lot with skin, skin rash like I swore by cortisone cream for a long time Mm. (laughs) for my legs like i i used to have like bad rashes um depending on i don't know i don't really even know why cats
0: because i know cats are no good for you or was it something else
1: no cats is more the respiratory allergy i think this might have been like like a um, laundry detergent or environmental it could be like something that that was in the water where i live like it really really depends um and also there might be something with the The way you perceive life stresses, which is Mm -hmm. the other thing that I wanted to say that, like, yes, cortisol helps you deal with all of your life stresses, but it also um, it also reacts to the way you think about stress. So if if, for instance, making dinner for you is really stressful then that's going to be your life stress. That's going to be your spike of cortisol where it's like, oh my God, I have to fucking make dinner. Oh my God, I have to chop these things, knives, cutting boards. Ah. Whereas for someone else, that might be like um, going to the office and giving a big presentation is when their are cortisol spikes. So it really depends on, um, I think, how we interpret our life stresses yes and how we approach it yeah because for a while like dinner was really stressful for me because it it takes time and it's like oh my god what do i cook
0: um yeah i'm going to talk about that like that's awesome that you said that i'm going to talk about that a little bit more when we talk about the link to yoga because i want to talk about mental stress in there okay um and that's there's a cool book that yeah i'll reference Yes. Basically. Oh okay. Awesome. Mental stress and perceived stress, emotional stress, they're all stress. It doesn't have to be. Like dinner can be fucking stressful, basically. It was stressful. If you perceive yeah. it that way. So working on that perception is probably um a very like where yoga can kinda help us out. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. There is um let's before we because we really want to jump into like all that juicy stuff, I'm just gonna quickly describe how the body regulates and produces cortisol
1: oh yes please this
0: is like the basics if you go on the interwebs you will find like super complicated charts there's a ton of hormones involved or things like one cascades from another um but this is like the basics that i think most people should know and i i think it's helpful for all yoga teachers to know and students to know if they're trying to deal we, we kind of all are right uh, so <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. In
1: modern life. I don't, I don't know if anyone is like free from higher cortisol levels, I yes. guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree.
0: Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Okay. So cortisol is, it's basically regulated in the brain. So in your brain, um, the, the area called the hypothalamus, that is what's going to sense the amount of cortisol in your blood. And it then sends a signal, probably like a little hormone or chemical messenger, um, to the pituitary gland. The pituitary then has control of like the on switch um, that says, "Okay, hypothalamus is like we need more cortisol." Pituitary is like, "Okay, I'm turning on the switch." Then it sends a signal out of your brain down to your adrenal glands, which we talked about earlier. So the adren- adrenals are mainly responsible for, I mean, God, got so many hormones, but they do do the cortisol thing. And there are these little kind of like triangular shaped glands that sit on top of your kidneys. So the cortisol is then produced from the adrenal. So regulated in the brain, brain senses it, pituitary, hypothalamus senses, pituitary says, yep, turn it on, goes down, and then the adrenal turns on. So there is an interesting little um, comparison to, or like basically how, um, they talked about how your house heating, like thermostat works. It's kind of a nice little, um, I don't know, parallel. So you, and I'll give the link for that. And they have a little graphic of like how a a cortisol turns on via the adrenals. So your hypothalamus is like the sensor in your house. Like you set your thermostat to whatever 20 degrees or whatever it is. Celsius (laughs) Celsius, in <laughs>
1: Canada. Twenty degrees. That's that's kind of cold. Mine would be at like really? twenty-three. You you yeah, said it at twenty. Maybe chilly. actually okay.
0: Well, actually, my furnace is in Fahrenheit, so I'm not sure, and I just kind of go by okay. feel. So, but I know growing up, like twenty was the thing, and or actually, you were like lucky if you got it up to twenty. <laughs> my parents, were, you know like, what, put on a sweater.
1: That's yes. so funny. Yeah, mine too. But you know yeah. what, mine is actually also in Fahrenheit, so I don't. I don't know what it is. It's so weird that we're Canadian and yet they're in ver-
0: It's weird to Google that anyways. Yeah. So yeah, you set it, you set it to the temperature you want. Um, <laughs> you don't get to set cortisol to the, to the amount that you want in your body, but your brain, <laughs> your brain just knows like your brain is constantly um, saying like, okay, we have this amount of stress. Like these are all the things to do list. It's like, okay, and this is how much cortisol we need to, to do. So then it sends that signal when needed. It senses that the, the temperature right so like you're sensing the temperature in your house comparison and then it tells the um the system to turn on the furnace that's your pituitary it's like okay pituitary turn on the furnace we need more heat furnace is your adrenals and the heat that comes out is the cortisol does that make sense
1: yeah 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 well to me but yeah Yeah. i'm looking at the graphics (laughs) yeah yeah so you can
0: we'll link to a little graphic if that makes sense it's pretty it's pretty simple thing. You can also think of it like if you have a job to do, how many people do you need to job if you're running a business? Like how many people mm. do you need so maybe like the president is the hypothalamus and then like um mm. I don't know.
1: the hiring manager is the <laughs> pituitary yeah. and then HR little yeah. cortisol workers.
0: Exactly something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you need to do work, this is how much cortisol we need. That's cortisol. Yeah. All right. Um and then Cortisol isn't like the first hormone that comes out of the adrenals. There's, I think, I think pregnenolone is the first or pregnenolone is made from cholesterol. Anyways, that that can get like pretty sciencey if you guys really want to learn about that. Just go to Google images and you'll see there's several different, (laughs) there's like so many hormones and little things that come out, but cortisol eventually comes out. Um, One thing to note that cortisol is... It is derived at some point from pregnant alone, and, um, one of your sex hormones called progesterone. And so there is, um, if you do overproduce cortisol, if you have too many stressors, there's competition for the amount of sex hormones that come out of your adrenals. Now your sex hormones are also, um, being produced for women out of your ovaries. So you still have some normal regulation down there probably, but there is, um, a change in chronic situations uh with how much your sex hormones are produced because cortisol is competing it is derived from pregnenolone and progesterone and then some of the estrogens don't get made so Mm. yeah that's how like a lot i didn't know that yeah so that's why there's this this link between um Mm. so many people having their sex hormones out of whack low progesterone is just like the main yeah the main characteristic of being overstressed
1: interesting yeah um so this brings me back to like my um first year anatomy courses way back when and i just remember thinking like studying all this that you know when i got to the nervous system i'm like okay the nervous system is the most complicated thing ever um and then i got to the endocrine system and i'm like okay fine hormones this will be this will be great compared to the nervous system because the nervous system like if you uh, i don't know how like honestly chiropractors that know exactly where every nerve root mm, exits yeah. and what it interfaces. like that is crazy there's so many um but then I, I got to the endocrine system and i'm like holy mother of jesus god this is so much more complicated um and and the way i saw it was that basically the endocrine system is like overlaid on top of your nervous system Mm-hmm. So the hydri- uh, hypothalamus, pituitary and all the other glands that they stimulate, um, those are in your brain. Those are nervous system controlled in in some ways. And then and then it's endocrine. Then it's um, like a cascade coming down of hormones after that. Exactly. Um, yeah. And it's yeah. And it's it's pretty it's pretty it's a pretty like intricate web of what affects what. So, yes, I don't know if you, you guys wanted to Google some of those things, but it's it's pretty um it's pretty intense. Like even some like neurological things can affect the way the endocrine system works because it starts in the brain. Exactly. So anyway, that's just something. Yeah, it's something to think about that the nervous system and the endocrine system are inextricably linked there. Yeah.
0: So this is like yeah. a perfect kind of summary of how... Um, so many people don't like believe in the effects of yoga and meditation i mean there's mm. there's so many ways to regulate cortisol. We're obviously talking about it from the meditation and yoga perspective um you know you google anything and then there's like yoga can all do do all of this stuff for you, but there's mm. no references and that's super frustrating but just looking from this perspective, which if you if you wanted to go on PubMed or like anything and find you'd find thousands and thousands of articles about the nervous system and cortisol and your hormones just to start with Um, exactly what you said like you have mental stimulus mental stress that's going to tell like a physical part of your brain to do something excrete hormones tell Mm -hmm. the tell your adrenal glands what to do Um, As soon as you're pumping out too much cortisol, then it's affecting your sex hormones. So it's like mental mental stress is having Mm -hmm. a physiological change in your body. That's what's happening. That's how yoga changes the physical body by dealing with reducing mental stress. Just like the very most broad way to put it.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about, can you talk a little bit about like, so the two, um, I think there's a lot of like yoga talk nowadays also about like the two nervous system. Well, actually there's a lot more systems, but the two main nervous systems the sympathetic, the parasympathetic, the fight or flight and the rest and digest systems, um, and how they're related to cortisol. Yeah. So you have your parasympathetic nervous system. The
0: I don't know. I always call that the PNS. Um,
1: not to be confused with the PMS. Yeah. <laughs>
0: or like peripheral yes. nervous system can sometimes be called the PNS. But anyways, I call parasympathetic yes. nervous system PNS. And that is your ability, your body's ability. Um, when you're kind of more calm, there's less things to do. Your body is able to kind of heal, reconstruct, um, search around for any viruses pathogens any foreign little guys that are in there and do the work to kind of heal and get rid of those um anything else yeah when you're sleeping you're like in the parasympathetic nervous system Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, i guess it's also the digestive system is at best when you're um, in parasympathetic tone um, versus the other one yeah so you your digestion Yes, exactly. So there's like two
0: parts to that, kind of. You need to be in the parasympathetic to, dig- to digest well. Um, mm. If your body is constantly digesting, though, like if there's constant stimulus in your digestive system, then there's still a lot of energy going there and there's a lot of other things that your body isn't doing. So there's a lot of, uh, lack of fighting inflammation and kind of going around, like I said, finding those viruses, pathogens to have the energy to do that. Mm. So, and that might just be because there's like an overlying stimulus or stress that's kind of making the whole digestive process. Like if you're not bringing enough energy to digest and because you're not in the parasympathetic, Mm. um, then that's gonna take longer, and there's always gonna be food in there, and yeah, can probably go on a like a really huge tangent about that, but yes, yeah, like the parasympathetic you well food forever you need to 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 digest really, really well, um break down everything and absorb it. you do ideally want to be in the parasympathetic, so not like that's why so many moms kind of at a yeah at that time in your life if you're having kids and you have two young kids and you're like feeding a one-year-old and a three-year-old and you're trying to eat yourself like then all of a sudden weird things start popping up in your body because there's like Mm. so much stress and you're not getting your nutrients just based Mm. on that and then the sympathetic nervous system it's like yeah that is correlated to cortisol production um endorphins like it's the like let's do stuff part of your body um of course like in the most extreme like the higher sympathetic responses that's your fight or flight so that's like my response that I was talking about my heart was beating my face was flushed like my body just like got a surge of endorphins
1: Mm.
0: and cortisol um so that is necessary to do really hard work
1: Mm -hmm. like combat
0: a lot of stress so you absolutely need the sympathetic with the parasympathetic to get shit done um
1: yeah 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 actually i was just thinking about this weekend we had like a games night with my girlfriends well all all our girlfriends and partners and babies and all that and um have you have you ever heard of um dutch blitz oh i have heard of it but i have not played it played it so it's a card game yeah it's a card game it's like it's like the most sympathetic nervous system card game ever it's like you know that slapping game when you're supposed to like slap the number eight depending on what card comes out do you know what I'm talking about yeah so it's sort of like that but it's like combination of solitaire and trying to win the fastest and like nobody takes turns it's just all at once oh my god my palms were sweaty my heart was beating like yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, all the blood flow to like the upper extremity, of the brain and like, you know, like you're you're like restless there. You're just like trying to get your cards out anyway. So, but but it wasn't like I think with that my story there is is my point is is that it's not um that was like a game right it was still an enjoyable experience so the sympathetic nervous system is not necessarily bad like you do need it to play those games like pro athletes need to be in sympathetic nervous system tone mm-hmm. in order to achieve the things they achieve throw the ball really far kick the ball really far all those things score the goal win the game whatever the things they do I'm not a sports person <laughs> um, but anyway uh, so yeah like like sympathetic nervous system is not necessarily bad and neither is parasympathetic um and i think what we need to get out there for people to understand is that um there can be these are not just on and off switches there are levels to them there's like a we call it like a tone to that nervous system how much activity is in that nervous system and it it, it can be leveled and it's a non-linear kind of relationship in some ways um Whereas like the, the like the higher per sympathetic tone you get doesn't necessarily mean that you're healthier, and the lower sympathetic tone you get doesn't necessarily mean you're healthier. um they just sort of have to interplay depending on time of day depending on the the task at hand, whatever it is you're doing um and your overall health goals, right whatever your body wants to achieve at that moment um so yeah they're, they're, it's it's much more nuanced than on and off, absolutely,
0: yeah. So yeah, don't try and like turn one on, turn the other off all the time just because it's a total like regulation and that mindfulness component that we practice in yoga is essential for um, really getting at the heart of it I think because feeling mm. what feeling what you feel like noticing your thoughts like really the basics of the shit that we do <laughs> like mm-hmm. notice how you feel just notice like don't even try and make yourself change Mm -hmm. just notice like okay i cannot stop thinking about this one thing yeah journal that shit out like yeah that's really helpful tool um guided meditation if you're i'll talk more about that like guided versus unguided if your brain's just going crazy um
1: oh i think i know what you're getting at yeah yeah you just like fall into that cycle if it's unguided yes
0: Yeah. So I'm just going to touch real quickly on like the main things that cortisol does. Like I talked about it. It's just doing stuff for your body, right? Um, Mm. But then there's so many things, but like very broadly speaking, cortisol is responsible for how your body uses your food. So it helps to um, manage your blood sugar. So it's going to be coming on and off when you're eating, um, specifically in between meals. It, when you have lower blood sugar, which is a good thing, it kind of tells the liver to use a little bit more, um, glycogen, which is like your stored sugar. And then it helps to manage inflammation. So again, it's turned on and off, turned on when you have a little bit of inflammation in your body, um, spurts out some cortisol to deal with that. the doers do the thing, regulates blood pressure, <laughs> Uh, And it is one of the main two hormones that controls your sleep-wake cycle. So melatonin being the one that starts to get higher, like raises at night, and that makes us sleepy. And then melatonin comes down. When melatonin comes down in the morning, cortisol goes up and helps wake Mm -hmm. us up, give us that energy to do the things we need to do in the morning. And then cortisol Mm -hmm. slowly comes down throughout the day. So it's a nice little wave there between the two of them opposite waves um yeah I think those are like the main things there's tons of other things it does but like when you when you're talking about cortisol those are the main things like blood sugar inflammation Mm -hmm. uh, blood pressure um the sleep-wake cycle yeah
1: Yeah. and I guess like talking about all the other aspects of cortisol it, it does point us to like the whole body health like though we are yoga teachers if you do see clients one-on-one i mean it is it is kind of interesting to be able to be like okay what time do you wake up do you wake up rested do you wake up energetic um because that might be a, pointing towards sort of a um irregular cortisol um regulation which we know a lot of people have like the supposed night owls right mm-hmm. um So when someone comes to you, like, oh, I'm just a night owl. It's just the way I am. Um, It might be good to, like, start to recommend things like decrease your screen time at night. Um, How about, like, a nice hot cup of tea instead of some alcohol at night? Um, Or I don't even know what else. What else, Nat? What else could possibly... Yeah, like, well... Yoga, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or like, if they are drawn to like a vinyasa at night, then ask them to like, oh, you might want to try a restorative totally yoga at night or yeah, whatever it is. But, but like, my whole point is just that there, there's um, it's nice to look at the whole person, yeah, um, and, and to see that okay, you're having coffee at five p.m. Of course, you're not gonna sleep well. Of course, you think you're a night owl. Um, it, it totally bumps up your cortisol and then you're you're back into like your body thinks it's like 9 a.m when it shouldn't think that it's 9 a.m mm-hmm. it should get tired um
0: i'd be so. interested to see like what the night owl people are doing because like my mom um classifies herself as a night owl like she yeah. just enjoys being up to like midnight or 1 a.m
1: oh my um, gosh
0: i know i'm like <laughs> 10 10 p.m like down um
1: yeah it's like 9 30 but I
0: think like I think a lot of this and for a lot of people who are parents in general like that getting that quiet time in the evening I mean it's one thing if you're like okay you're like doing a lot of work at night like that's when you do your best work that's one thing it's another thing if you're like okay kids are in bed we've done a little laundry and mm. clean the kitchen I know what I'm making for meals tomorrow um like I know what I'm on my things to do list or like you're kind of working that stuff out and then like now I can sit down and either like read a book or Netflix or whatever Mm. um and you just have to yeah like I think that's like their personal time like the rest of the world is kind of quiet there's like you can't run errands at that time of night from most places unless you're like going to 24 hour I don't know pharmacy or something but generally like you're <laughs> you're you're staying at home um so I think a lot of people become night owls just on for that kind of aspect of it if you kind of looked into like the history of like oh when do I start doing that I think a lot of people do um, that or even yeah. like if you don't have kids if you just like have a stressful day job like like you need that maybe that nighttime calm but yeah are you doing yourself good by being awake or yeah Is it better just to go to bed? like, if you have that book, like my mom would always read and then like read way too late that she couldn't stop. Like just put down the book. You have to like,
1: or it's like the wrong type of book to be reading, right? You should be reading like, I don't know, scientific journals. That shit's going to put you to sleep, girl. (sighs) That's true. But
0: (laughs) your brain uses, so like your brain uses um, glucose here. Where do I have? I have a little thing written down here. Let me just find it. Oh yeah. So it c- can be too stimulating. I find for myself to read that stuff at night. Oh,
1: oh really? Yeah, yeah. If it's like oh. super,
0: I have to read, and I need to get away from some of my books that are too interesting on the stuff that you, you and I work on. <laughs> okay. Because I, okay, my yeah, brain starts true. like going, like, oh, I want to mm. ask Sandy about this, or like, oh, we mm. should, I talk about this, or oh, I should look this up, and my brain starts to kick yeah. on big time. So yeah. I just went to the library and got three like random books (laughs)
1: like yeah i get like a nancy drew equivalent whatever those are yeah yeah and like like,
0: sometimes yeah i do just like crush out some netflix because i can Mm. be totally zoned out i'm not like i don't love that but i do it but i'd rather read i'd rather read a Mm. yeah like i do find that really helpful but oh yeah so i have this quote from Uh Oh, what is that book called? I think it's called The Organized Mind. That's why I put it on my bedside table. I'm looking back at it. I can't see it. I'm going to... I'll link to it. It's an awesome book. So it talks about organization, basically, and mental stress. Um, And I'm only like a quarter of the way through. So I'm sure it talks about other things. (laughs) a link to it. Mm. So far, I love it. It's like it makes so much... It makes so much sense. Like the... um, Talking about like the clutter of your house and just like the amount of... The amount of stressors, the amount of anything that kind of turns us on stimulus, like how your brain organizes. Anyway, so this little quote that I wrote down, so neurons are living cells with the metabolism, with a metabolism. They need oxygen and glucose to survive. And when they've been working hard, we experience fatigue. So again, like we've talked about, you don't need to be lifting things to have this fatigue, to have mm-hmm. cortisol dysregulation. Like it's yeah, 99% yeah, I mental. Yeah
1: yeah that that actually points to the the idea of worry like worry is so much mental fatigue yes without lifting a finger yeah
0: and then it goes on every status update you read on facebook every tweet or text message you get from a friend is competing for resources in your brain with important things like whether you should put your savings in stocks or bonds where you left your passport how to best reconcile the close friend you just had an argument with So it's like, there's all these little things like the finer details that we probably don't think are stress, but if you, um, yeah, your brain is constantly going like thing to thing, to thing, to thing, to thing. And then like, yeah, you look up on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and there's more shit or I'm like reading a book at night. That's very stimulating. Like this book. Mm. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm thinking of all the things. And then I can't, it's like my brain, you're, it's, you're using glucose, like your body's yeah telling and if you don't have food in your system then your body is pumping out a bit more cortisol to get that um from your liver so your cortisol is well, going yeah. up at night
1: yeah and this is one of those like quotes where um it makes me think of like steve jobs is you know how he always wore his uniform of like the black um turtleneck mm-hmm. yeah and one of the reasons he said that he did that was because he wants to save his neurons he wants to save his energy his mental energy for other things um and i love that like i i I have a pretty simple wardrobe of yoga pants, yoga clothes, two pairs of sneakers. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically that's basically it. Winter jacket, non-winter jacket. Um, and that's basically it. Um, and I actually, I really enjoy that because it, it takes out the deci- decision making and then my brain is left for other things. Like, okay, those are the pants I'm wearing. Decide and be done with it. It yeah. is what I... Is what I've been like really liking nowadays. I really like practicing that. It, it just allows your brain to have energy for so much more um, during the day. And of course, at the end of the day, it's to to like yeah, knock down those decisions so you don't have to waste any more glucose, any more energy reserves on on a silly decision like what to watch on Netflix. Just put something on. It yeah, doesn't matter what to eat. Just like give yourself. Yeah, vegetables. <laughs> and a little bit of protein
0: of some sort just does not like I love cooking good food but I save it for my dinners and I probably save like the better more I don't know flavorful intricate meals for later in the week just because like huh. during the week I'm like, "Kate, okay, we're gonna have sweet potato and I don't know a salad and salmon and maybe that sounds like complex to some people but we're just going to eat that for two nights. And then another thing, I'm going to make a big dish. We're going to make a big dish of something and eat that for mm. two more nights. Friday. Do you do all the cooking? Uh, No, actually I don't. But for okay. uh, it depends. Like for a while, Eric was super busy with work. So there was like a almost two months month stretch. It seemed like where I oh. mostly did it. And that was
1: very taxing. Was brutal. Yeah, that's my, so brutal. Also
0: in November when my cortisol was fucked. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. Aww. So just make things you gotta more like simple, yeah. like yeah, less choices.
1: You and I, you yeah, and I go by like
0: yeah. the B minus, like just B minus it, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it's so hard. It, it can be very challenging sometimes. Like Paul, my my partner, he has he's celiac and he has certain like digestive issues, so. We really try to cook really like, you know, like I'm, I'm concerned with making really good meals with like good spice, like ginger, turmeric, like those healing spices. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like that, that is like a, a definite mental stress. I mentioned it before. It's because it takes time. Cooking takes time. Chopping fucking takes time. Grating carrots takes so much time. <laughs> um, <laughs> it yeah. really does. Even though, you know, it's going to be so much better for the like long-term health. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm just like, no, we just have to go out and eat Chipotle. I
0: can't. Oh, yeah. There's a... There's... Yeah, there's trade-offs. There's trade-offs. Yeah, there is. But anyway. Like the... Anyway. Yeah, don't... There's, like, a whole... Yeah, we could go off forever. Like, the amount of time and energy you put into making a really, really healthy meal versus Mm. the stress that caused... Like, that you (laughs) endured to create that meal.
1: (laughs) I'm so glad you also find, like, meal prep stressful. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's been on my mind.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and, like, I don't eat gluten either, so I'm...
1: Yeah, that's right. You know,
0: Making more meals. Like if you're not having a sandwich or something quick for lunch, like you're making a meal, you're having leftovers, or you're cooking, or it's a lot more involved. It's a lot more chopping. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There, there's a lot more chopping and that just, I don't know. 100%. It's, it's okay.
0: Okay. <sighs> so I think we're pretty much through the basics of the cortisol there. Um, just looking through our notes. Let's
1: get the yoga. Yeah. Yogs.
0: Let's talk more about yoga and, mm-hmm. and cortisol. Have you noticed anything like with your practice? um, notice like been able to, I think maybe a little bit when you started practicing, like I'm doing this practice and like, Oh, it's actually making me not feel that great. Or have you ever had that? Or I'm going to practice this at this time of day. Cause I just hope that it feels better.
1: So the only things I really, really notice, um, I don't think yoga does it that much for me. Um, it's like the nighttime workouts. So I, I don't usually do yoga in the nighttime. I, I usually try to like do physical activities during the day. Um, but last week we did like a evening workout, like at a gym, um, a group fitness class, which had like weightlifting, cardio, and I was so awake afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like my mind was ready it was like my best brain like I, was, I felt creative i felt like i could read and absorb and retain information um you know things were going on in my brain i think that's just probably like the yeah the cortisol the good effects of um sympathetic nervous system endorphins all that good stuff um and that was just too late at night for me like it was harder to fall asleep yeah um but i know that i know that about myself so i tried not to do like vigorous things in the evening um and and try to limit that to like the daytime when when there's sunlight out. I don't know I from my past of like starting yoga, I don't think it's made such a big difference in my like energy or sleep wake cycle for me, energy is like almost a hundred dependent on a hundred percent dependent on food. um like I was telling you before I was a vegetarian for three years, and by the end of the third year, I was really, really fatigued. like I would teach a yoga class, I'd have to come home, lay on the couch, take a nap. Mm-hmm. like I couldn't do a double, and if I'd had to do a double, it was like even worse. I just felt so tired. Um, my iron was way down low to I think eleven on whatever scale they had. Mm-hmm. Um I recently checked and I'm up to forty one. So yay, yay, yeah, you're getting there. Iron. Yeah, I'm getting there. Um but iron just takes a long time, It takes it took me three years to deplete it. It took me like another two years to get it up to forty one. And I don't know what what would be a good healthy number for me. Like forty one, even eleven was within normal range, but I didn't feel normal. Yeah, that's you BS, know yes, that's not normal. If you look at yeah. blood tests, yeah. like do you guys have life labs there?
0: Yeah, yeah yeah like well i think it's like a canadian thing um even on the blood test i think under 15 is anemic it says that like 11 is not normal
1: oh no oh, okay under well that doctor
0: told me it's like within range oh. I don't, I don't it's like know. you're not dead but no
1: 11 is terrible <laughs> yay yeah yeah like 11 you're... was really bad That's like, bad. Border... and i was eating eggs
0: yeah 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 you need um like in the 40s is like you're even on the range that the life lab has on their little reports it's like potentially anemic or like potentially iron, oh my gosh, potentially really? or potentially iron deficiency yeah like a hundred still so we're talking about holy cow ferritin. like you want to be a hundred
1: yeah ferritin i i but i eat meat now that's so you know it just goes to show like bodies just they're so weird yeah like freaking come on man just absorb the iron i'm giving you i'm eating spinach like almost every day i eat tons of green vegetables what the hell oh, I know. man? I, sucks
0: i eat like meticulously well um it's ridiculous but yeah like a stress yes. stress might be a component of that of your body's ability to digest and absorb those things properly yeah
1: yeah it could be but yeah i think that just goes to the point of like our bodies are so different like for me wake sleep wake cycle is only disturbed by like travel like travel that involves time differences yeah and even then it's not so bad like when i went to visit nat in vancouver it's a three-hour difference and it wasn't so bad um when i go to asia it is it is pretty bad now that i'm older yeah um but it's not yeah like that's the worst cortisol melatonin disruptor um and food yoga and exercise can provide like little variances within it but i think for the most part i'm i'm like those those st- like um, pillars of my hormones are still pretty stable like i sleep like a log most nights that's and really good yeah that's really important yeah. because
0: when those things start to go um yeah that's when a lot of things kind of cascade from it so like that paris yeah. uh, or not that cortisol wave like that um kind of i think s- around 3 a.m. onwards it kind of starts to rise like slowly Mm -hmm. then it starts to like really rise six and eight between six and eight a.m. apparently all like Mm -hmm. dependent on on stuff um is like your highest cortisol and then starts to go down from there around three or four pm is like it takes a pretty sharp drop from like lunch to 3 or 4. So That's why a lot of people are just like, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. like I need a coffee or I need something sugary." Yes. Like
1: yeah, yeah, like that
0: drop happens, but and then it's um it still goes lower than that till the end of night, but it's like at a more gradual slant. Like you'll see this again if you look up a cortisol curve. Mm. So keeping that, you have that curve, and then in that general curve, like you have the little waves um you eat a meal and then it kind of bumps in between and then it goes down when you eating decreases cortisol and then it bumps up in between so you have these like tinier waves within that and then within that you have the stressors of your day so you have like a bunch more little wavy waves so if your stress is like high throughout the day you're then you're maybe starting to totally mess that
1: whole wave up the whole yes, larger yes. scale thing. Because then your body's starting to recognize, oh, this is beg- beginning to look like a pillar rather than a small variance. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You totally you do have that.
0: like such solid circadian rhythm. I was shocked when like, you came out west and you're like, I'm awake at four in the morning. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like I would just I would just go back to yeah. sleep. And like. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's, yeah.
1: My circadian rhythms are like settled. They're very, they're very solid yeah
0: it's rare even yeah. now that i would wake up and not be able to go back to sleep like i've had that al- i've had that a little bit but usually like if i mm. want to sleep still like if i wake up naturally at six and sometimes i do and i'm trying to get up more like between six and seven but like i could close my eyes and sleep till eight or nine most
1: oh no that's so hard yeah sometimes. and eric's the same
0: like, like, like if he wakes up at six yeah. he's up like he is up There's yeah. no going back <laughs>
1: Yeah. And, and I, I guess I'm just I don't know. I don't, I, I think there, there's got to be like some sort of feedback like the if you embrace the higher cortisol in the morning and you go and you do the walk and you do the workouts and you do your best brain work and you you use up everything that cortisol is giving you the benefits of doing like a, a, tackling the higher stress. Yeah, it's, things, like, it's like it's there. It's ready to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Then I think I wonder if there's like a feedback where the next day your cortisol will, will stay at that higher level you know what I'm saying yeah I'm sure well it does get into a
0: rhythm like um, yeah exactly even if you're a shift worker um Mm -hmm. if you do things like really regularly and you have you basically have to maintain that schedule even on your days off um but your body can can change quite well
1: yeah the sunlight thing as far as yeah you can do it it's a whole nother topic yeah yeah
0: okay so anyways let's back let's go back to yoga
1: that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so our goal in yoga so what, is to like, yeah.
0: just to reiterate, is to, if we're thinking about cortisol and yoga, we're going to regulate it. We're not stopping it. We're not hindering it. We're going to try and regulate the body's natural cycle of cortisol. Yes. Yeah. You're going to say something.
1: Um, I think it's just like to work with what that natural cortisol Would be like at that time. So, uh, if if you're like, for instance, if you're like Nat and you're really really tired in the morning, just because you go to the gym and you do a hard workout doesn't necessarily mean that the cortisol will rise up to the occasion. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it it maybe maybe it will, but also maybe it'll just drain you even more um, because the cortisol is trying to rise up, but that's not where it it naturally rises up because of adrenal fatigue. And you have to sort of like look at that whole big picture of the human. What are they eating? How are they sleeping? And how can I help them, you know, slowly and sort of gently bring them back into more of a balance without, um, creating more of a stress? Yeah. 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 Perfect. Um. (laughs) So in some practical ways, then what would you do in the evening for, um,
0: okay so just in general in the evening for I guess I'll talk about this from the perspective of being a teacher and then students can take from that of course um, mm-hmm. so in the morning teaching yoga classes like teach whatever you're teaching you can do like those fast furious classes there's more intense those heated practices if you're teaching in the evening there's I think a little more fe- or more consideration for how to end your classes and Create um, a better space to to stimulate the parasympathetic, which is going to help regulate the cortisol. So, I'm th- and I'm thinking about more of this now with the classes that I teach in the evening because I do teach um, sometimes one that's like eight thirty to nine forty five p.m. Mm, wow, that's late. Yeah, and it's a warm class, which I think is good because in the day, like your body really enjoys warmth and then at night apparently Mm -hmm. for your sleep cycle it's better to have a cooler room like when you're actually in in bed um so i kind of like this it's not a hot hot practice but it's warm like it's definitely very comfortable in a tank top and leggings um so i would the way i would teach that class now i'm thinking more about this is to have a like a more um a little bit faster of a warm up, so like you're basically going to take the wave of your class, which is like warm up, um, the what do you call like the core wave of the class, or like the middle where you do the most amount of work, working towards either just a peak pose or um, some shapes that are similar, or some part of the body that you want to work on. Whatever like your focus is mm-hmm. there, you're doing that focus work, that harder work in the middle, um, and then you have your kind of cool down and your shavasana and or meditation at the end of course Mm -hmm. start with meditation at the beginning too if you want Um, but you might so that that's one consideration if you're wanting to put a meditation there maybe shorter at the beginning so maybe just like a pretty quick centering and then try and get through that warm-up a bit more so maybe working with some things that are more like full-bodied instead of because like sometimes I'll start on the ground and like we'll do some supine stretches like if I know I'm gonna do something with some big inner thigh openers like Sup sorry, Soup and work type stuff. Yep, and it's like the one. it's um a bit slower and it's pretty cooling, right? Like it's you're getting mm-hmm. a little you're starting to get produce a little bit of heat in the body, but not a ton. So maybe working just with like your basic sun cells right off sun salutations right off the bat, like whole body mm-hmm. movement. Um, it's not super stressful but you're getting all the muscles kind of working together. Or you might just like any kind of anything that's like a more involved and maybe a little bit more movement based. You don't be moving super rapidly. You could probably still do this in a half a class. So we're talking like hatha and vinyasa, I guess right now in this um the more active forms. Getting to that work a little bit quicker and then giving Probably a good five minutes more on the cool down. Like, cool down can be quick. If you're doing a one hour class, that's sometimes like seven minutes, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, maybe giving 12 minutes. So, yeah. like you're going to have to significantly change your class if you're doing a one hour. Like, this, the five minutes really does matter. And then, Shavasana, like a solid five to seven minutes, maybe. Um, optional meditation for the last part of it or you can do meditation instead but just really noticing that you need to get your students like down and out of like that more doing active part of the class and give them more time to give them the opportunity to switch into the parasympathetic which is going to tell your cortisol like okay hey, we're not doing anymore we're slowing down you don't need to be produced And then hopefully they can go home and sleep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't feel like a a vigorous workout that keeps them awake. Yeah. Um, Yeah, totally. Uh, Would you, so do you practice like that at night or do you not practice at night?
0: I don't practice very often at night. Mm. Like not a practice where you're standing at all. If I'm practicing okay, at so. night like I might go to a yin or at home yeah. I'm doing my at home and it's like more like I mean it's yoga but it's more like stretching.
1: Yeah. And I actually now that I'm thinking about like I I used to teach what like 8:45 to 9:45 like core yoga more intense that kind of thing and I I didn't I I don't think I knew enough to give the longer cooldowns and more time for like restoration and rest. Um but i think the because of our structure in modern life a lot of people are coming to the after work after dinner classes yeah looking to do their workout then yeah absolutely and that might be sort of working against them in a certain way like that that's going to just exacerbate their night owlness yeah if you know what i mean yeah whereas like yeah it, we might be helping people's general health more by giving them that little bit that little shot of whatever muscle burn they're looking for and then like winding them way down yeah um in preparation for good good night's sleep yeah
0: and i think like you'll end up with all the same components there in the same amounts you're just gonna like instead of um taking like going into it a bit more slowly you're just gonna pop that onto into the cool down and you'll cha- change yeah. what you the, posi- the postures that you do in the cool down there. Um, yeah, yeah, I think. So. Yeah, so like kind of get idea. to it, and then oh, another thing is like a big emphasis on the breath. So really, like maybe if you're if you are doing vinyasa, if you are doing um, power, which is vinyasa base, because power can kind of go mm. both ways, but um, like slowing them down just a little bit more than normal or maybe towards the Mm -hmm. second half the later half of that kind of core wave that where you're doing the work slowing them down making breath a really big priority i think and Mm -hmm. and i just like feel the tension in the room dissipate when Mm -hmm. everyone is breathing together and moving i'm just like move like you're moving through water yeah, and you can yeah. and you can actually make things a little bit harder physically in some of that when you're like you're in your chaturanga, you're not moving through it rapidly, right? So like the amount um, of work in the body, I think, is similar if not more. I experience when I do things a bit slower and really um, detailed. Like, yeah, I, I think it,
1: it's. Yeah, by then it gets a little bit dependent on person because chaturanga can be very very activating for some people oh no i'm saying like it's more active
0: if i'm holding it then i see people like
1: oh okay go down
0: and like not even hold it and they just like scoop up into an up dog and you can just see yeah you're like that's a super lazy way to do it but anyways
1: yeah but like at at night that might be an okay (laughs) or just skip it
0: (laughs) yeah but i think i would say that you are doing a service of reducing stress by getting people into their body period Mm. yeah you know like yeah, you're so. you've worked all day and your mind has been on like just getting yeah. out of your head um and if you want that and that makes you happy like i i would it'd be really interesting just to see like cortisol reactions in in response to a more vigorous practice in the evening but i mean people do all sorts of workouts at night they'd be like kickboxing yes. and shit. like whatever Yes, it's probably fine yeah. but like i think the most important part is like i think it's fine to go into it warming like do the stuff do the tough stuff um make sure you're giving them again that longer cool down and a and not like a three minute asana like just please don't like a bit longer
1: yeah <laughs> and then, i think yeah it's, uh, it's hard right it is but yeah you can you mm-hmm. can
0: arrange it like if you're smart and skilled and like you kind of work on that like you do the work mm-hmm. as a teacher like you can there's so many yeah. ways to pop a few more asanas into your series of of poses that you're doing make yeah. things. You yeah,
1: I think it's I think it's possible. It's yeah. It's it's our modern it's like working with our modern life, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. And what what is saleable in, in a yoga studio because you know those those eight forty five, eight thirty to nine thirty, those kind of classes, they're they're actually really busy. So mm-hmm. um yeah, it is. It is important to stay there and, and stay the voice of reason, I guess. Yeah, you
0: don't like I would yeah. say as a teacher, it's so easy to worry about every person. And, um, you know, like you see someone with like a knee thing and then like sometimes you go, you know, they always come to your class and then you stop actually doing certain postures because you know Mm. they can't do it i mean i mean everyone is supposed to modify and doesn't really matter if everyone does everything that's yoga but but so like to not get too um stuck on like oh my god i'm gonna fuck up their cortisol um just like change the
1: wave of your class (laughs) that's like exactly what i'm thinking right now. like oh shit oh shit no vinyasas nobody nobody do a vinyasa no no no
0: like you could i think doing it is fine and giving them a chance to come down off of that is is what you need to mm-hmm. concentrate on and then people have to be um really mindful about their energy and you might just maybe you just check in with them at the beginning and you talk about that
1: mm, like maybe yeah That's because if you're a
0: person who's exhausted halfway through that class like you probably shouldn't be you should probably doing half a class a gentle half a class um training a yin, restorative yin, restorative yeah and it's really, really hard for someone who wants to work out to hear that. But I mean, that's just yes, that's just their journey, man. Like you can't, yeah, you you can't. If you're gonna go, if you're gonna be that concerned about everyone, you might as well go home with everyone and watch everything they eat and tell them to turn TV on. <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> well, technology is getting there. What with the like Amazon Alexa and all those Google Home things, yeah. Like, it'd be cool like google measure my cortisol oh my god you are low that, go to bed that'd be cool
0: <laughs> i mean i don't i don't that'd want alexa cool. to do it but i could have a little something in my body telling me what my cortisol is doing all the time i mean they have it for insulin do they have it for cortisol also or no they have like the, like people have I don't, the I don't continuous so. um
1: insulin pumps insulin yeah.
0: pumps and blood glucose monitors but anyway yeah so we'll do a, what we'll do is a, yeah, like don't know. A, let's do a little YouTube video on just those key points so some, so you guys can look at it like how to structure your um class for an evening. Yeah. With with yeah, like sure. with that um mindset of just doing the best you can for cortisol
1: regulation. So we'll link to that in the show notes mm-hmm. here. Yeah, and Nat, do you have any like references or or um good websites for adrenal fatigue for people out there?
0: no i mean oh there's so much like you can get books on it the one yeah the one that i'm gonna that i link to here for the little um the hpa the brain yeah the hpa axis the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal. that shows like the house and the heating that 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 Mm -hmm. on that site there's some information like what's it's called adrenal fatigue dot org um okay and i and i looked at it briefly there were some interesting things that they were saying about eating and adrenal fatigue that i didn't agree with with current research um so i would just say oh. like be if you're going to look at something google if you're googling adrenal fatigue Um, first of all, don't stress yourself out because you think you have adrenal fatigue. It's not going to make it any better. Trust me. (laughs) Trust me. Just read a book and go to bed. Um, (laughs) but just be really critical and cross reference to as many sites as you can. And, um, I'm sure there's tons of podcasts out there about it, but don't, don't take everything like. Oh my God, I have this and I have to do this one thing to make it better. That's, Mm. it's so complex and it's so like multivariable with the stressors that we have in our lives that, um, yeah, you need to look at a lot of information and talk to some professionals, I would say.
1: Yeah. 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 Nothing beats going to like a healthcare practitioner and just being, being told like, okay, this is what you need to do. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yoga can definitely help. I think.
0: Yeah, I think just mm-hmm. m- the reduction of mental stress. I'd say meditation is gonna be your biggest thing. I, I don't mm. know. I can't say that. I can't. I can't put a number on it or really. But <laughs> um, oh yeah. So we were talking. We talked briefly about meditation and guided meditation, and that's where I was going to go back into. Oh it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I yeah. I stopped medica- meditating or like so sporadic for so long because I was. Super stubborn. I was just like, I can do it. And, like, oh, you'd go to, I'd go to find a meditation, um, like, audio track or something. There's some apps. Mm-hmm. And I just, I kind of like this person's voice, <laughs> you know? Oh my like, gosh. All of that stuff. Or, ah, oh, like, they're not talking about anything. Like, this isn't the one for me. And then you're searching through your app for, like, 40 minutes before you find one. And it just kind of becomes, you know, it's silly. So.
1: Well, yeah, you're wasting all your yeah. neural energy on deciding versus doing. Yeah, yeah. So I stopped
0: doing yeah. guided meditation. It's just like, I'm going to do it myself. It's easier. It is not that easy if you're in that state of mind where your brain won't shut off.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, I and then yeah. I think
0: you can get there. You, you, you can get there. It's a practice. You sit down and you pause whatever, mm. 10 to 20 minutes. Um, and eventually it might take a couple of weeks and you'll get down, you'll get there, and you have to sit through that though. But if you're looking for, mm. like, you know, your nervous system is, you're at that mm-hmm. wired stage in the evening and you need to calm her down, like, mm. do a guided meditation. And just the Calm app is good. Um, they have a, um, a female voice and a male voice which is nice you can choose which one you like better
1: i like um i like simple habit okay i use insight yeah have you tried it
0: no i use insight timer as well and they have a ton oh. calm like makes you purchase their subscription for oh. a year this so will the unlock okay. you, and then you have to yeah. um insight timer is nice too and i like that one because it shows when you meditate however many other people are in the app and it's like you just meditated oh, cool. with like 400 or four thousand people and i like that oh that's kind of cool accountability yeah. so let's link to all of those yeah. apps yeah you guys can yeah. choose but yeah um, just like for me guided is yeah the way to go to like yeah. someone is gonna it's like going to a yoga class versus doing your own practice sometimes doing your own practice is more stressful because you're trying to decide what yes. to do if you just like i need someone to tell me what to do you're like i need someone to guide me in a meditation so i'm back to there now anyways you go
1: oh i was gonna say that uh, if if i do feel like my brain is too chattery and there's just too much going on um i find just taking a few deep breaths or trying to do a pranayama fully focused on it especially one of the harder prani- pranayamas that like really do require your brain like nadi nadishadana um where you have to like close one nostril you have to remember which one you closed remember where your inhale and exhale is yes and then do yeah like that one actually takes like a little like okay wait what like Pat my belly, tap my head kind of thing. Yeah, um, Those do help me like pull out of it. Um, if you physically change the position of your body, if you lay down and put something um, heavy, like a, a nice weighted blanket over your belly and uh, maybe an eye pillow, those things usually help as well um, to calm the nervous system. It, it's just sort of like a, I don't know. It's like one of those signals, something against your belly button is like one of those signals to Relax. I don't know what it is about it, but apparently, um, oh, like covering covering use... your
0: abdomen in some way.
1: Yeah, yeah, with like a weight, weighted something, um, like a weighted blanket. It makes sense to me because all of your like, all
0: of your organs are like people feel vulnerable. Some people feel vulnerable in shavasana, and I think it's yeah. just like that open safety perspective, like yeah, red, like ancestral type. Feeling of like yes, all of your yes.
1: super important
0: organs. I mean, your heart's yeah. under the rib cage there, but like if you take yeah. out your, all of your digestive system, like you're done. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a part of your body. That's very vulnerable. So that makes sense to me having like a nice, yeah. Something. Um, so
1: I did it in one of my yoga classes and, um, I think there was a child therapist there, like a child psychotherapist. And she says they do it for kids with anxiety because it just like automatically their their system just goes right down nice. into parasympathetic when when something is is heavy against their bellies. Um so that's a really nice option if you are like a restorative yoga teacher and you want another option for shavasana um and you have blankets available. Yeah. Of course.
0: <laughs> or even just in your vinyasa if you're teaching vinyasa at night
1: or anything if you have yeah. the blanket. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you have a blanket. I I don't usually have blankets available, which is just a hard thing and blocks don't work well for that no but. <laughs> in some places have the sandbags which are super nice i have never used a sandbag so i'm not i'm not sure how they're a little work.
0: more rare
1: but mm. um,
0: i don't see them in the bigger st-
1: oh, i'm trying to think
0: yeah it depends on the studios they're they're around but some people will put those on their arms or the top of their hmm. thighs Oh, it's like a little weight? Yeah, like right where your thighs, thighs meet your pelvis. Like probably right over the femoral artery, which is another place of huh, very vulnerable area if that gets yeah. attacked. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That would feel good.
1: That would feel nice. I, I'm not sure. I, I just know the belly one because yeah. I've done that one, but I've never done the other ones. But
0: it's kind of like yeah, that, that's whatever really works for you, right? Like whatever... If you're a student and you're in a class and you have access to a blanket or sandbags, mm. just go go to what feels, what settles, yeah. what settles you. There's no yeah, what really settles like the nervous system, right yeah. way in this stuff.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 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 And I think that's all I wanted to touch on about cortisol. Oh, there's a couple studies. Did you get any, did you get anything
0: out of some of the studies you were look, trying to look up?
1: Um, Yeah, I did a, a few like scientific searches there i mean there are there are some studies that like go to show that yeah yoga can be very um helpful for cortisol levels um in depression in cancer treatment um in in uh i think they did one on nurses and just stress levels generally in nurses oh ptsd was another one um nurses with ptsd um stuff like that but uh, I think the the main thing they're telling us is stuff that as a yoga practitioner, um, you sort of already know that like breathing calms you down, doing postures slowly and mindfully calms you down. Um, and basically everything we already talked about, yes. <laughs> like those studies, it didn't, it didn't give me any new information. Right. But maybe we can, Yeah,
0: are those accessible? Do you need to have a specific... Um yeah you do
1: unfortunately Mm. yeah so these ones are not publicly um like viewable you can see their abstracts but the abstracts will just say everything that um That we've already sort of covered that that you already sort of as a yoga practitioner you already know like ptsd can be um mediated it can't be taken away but mediated with some mindfulness exercises um breast cancer patients you know also showed improved mindset and um stress and cortisol um markers better better markers for that um with mindfulness training um yeah all of that stuff, like all the metabolic conditions, can be aided with um, mindfulness and uh, stress relief um, interventions, um, and and that that just goes back to our whole point about like cortisol is a metabolic hormone, right? It it, it impacts the way you use energy in your body. Mm-hmm. So if there is a dysfunction in the way you use energy in your body, there is a possibility that affecting cortisol with the stuff that we've already talked about blanket on belly try to work with your day night rhythms all of that stuff might have might be helpful yeah for those metabolic conditions yeah
0: yeah yeah so one thing i don't think i touched on was well i made it briefly that cortisol is an um immunosuppressive hormone so it yes it reduces inflammation um just to like kind of tie into like the breast cancer one a little bit, so it's kind of released, and I talked about this before, like in short spurts to re- reduce mm-hmm. the inflammation. Inflammation, so it's not constantly on. Like it sees something in the body, oh, there needs to be reduced inflammation over there. Spurts out a little bit, but when it gets chronically elevated, your body becomes less um, sensitive to it being present. So your body stops mm-hmm. paying attention to oh, cortisol's there. That means. I got to reduce this inflammation. So if it's constantly elevated, you are not efficiently reducing the inflammation any longer. Does that make sense? It kind of didn't make sense to me at first, but it's like, yeah, you become, your body becomes desensitized to the amount of cortisol that's present.
1: Yes, but, and also that, that it's immunosuppressive for like a reason for instance, like if you're running away from a, a tiger, but you have a gash on your leg, you still need to run. So yeah. cortisol will help you run because it won't immobilize your leg. However, for you to actually heal that leg, cortisol needs to go down. Inflammation needs to go up yes. so that the white blood cells and all the other scaffolding proteins and everything can rebuild the leg that you hurt. Um, yeah. So it just goes back to that whole cyclical thing, right? Like if you're not able to be responsive in your cortisol and, and as well as your um sensitivity to cortisol then none of those reactions are going to work properly you're not going to you know you might have low level inflammation because you're no longer responsive to cortisol so you're not even going to be able to run away from the tiger yeah that's so cortisol hasn't done its job in that way and then because cortisol still up when you're trying to heal um that leg injury um it's still immunosuppressive so your inflammation doesn't go up enough in order for the white blood cells to charge in and and to take charge of healing so it's sort of like i don't know the double-edged sword thingy like you need some not too much not always yeah sometimes so if your like (laughs)
0: mental stress is kicking cortisol on all the time um, yes it's reducing inflammation but you're not healing like you need need inflammation to heal Yes. straight up so yeah. then your body yeah. is in a state of disease, like the healing can be like i don't know like healing an acne scar or it can be like healing um inflammation in your gut and then you're not mm. digesting properly and assimilating nutrients yeah. and that then has a cascading effect on so like inflammation people think of like pain and superficial a lot but like there's so much that goes on in the gut Yeah. response to inflammation yeah. that if that isn't able to heal properly, then you're in big trouble down the line. Yeah, it's um, it decreases the body's lymphocytes, so the white blood cells that help fight off infection. So higher cortisol, lower white blood cell count, less, mm-hmm. less ability to fight off infection. So again, mm-hmm. you want that cortisol to come down and then go up when it needs to. It's like, yeah. okay, yeah. your body's had the inflammation, it's doing most of the healing and then the cortisol kicks on and reduces the inflammation. Cause you're like, your body's saying like your blood goes to that area to, to heal it. Right. And you're like, okay, we're good there. That stuff got yeah. there. Now we're going to reduce the inflammation and things will kind of go about their
1: way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a really like big topic that we tried to tackle so hopefully you guys aren't like super confused um but it it is one of those things that's really important to understand that it's like a it's a really valuable hormone and it's a really valuable like sympathetic nervous system is very valuable to have we need to have it um so I guess at, like the main big picture is like don't villainize any of this. Like don't don't say that this is like the the worst thing that you can do to your body and that you know you're in it all day so you got to relax, fucking relax. Everybody relax. Um like that's not necessarily going to serve the person long term. Exactly. Like the just
0: to get, going back to like probably the first teacher training you did and I did, there's maybe even my second one so many trainings you do, like there's all these things that they say yoga can do for you and they're not explained scientifically. And a lot of that stuff has to yeah. do with the nervous system and more directly, like, yes, you do talk about the nervous system, at least we didn't mind, not too technically, but parasympathetic, sympathetic, but this is like one mm-hmm. of the pathways, the regulation of cortisol, which you, you can now see the direct link to physiological changes and yeah. how mental stress goes and becomes, has a physiological difference in your body, how certain more restorative or relaxing practices, breath-based practices, meditation practices, slower movement practices can actually change you on a physical level through the regulation of cortisol. And that looks like a lot of different things for different people. You definitely have to understand that. And it takes mindfulness to feel the effects of, um, how, how you're practicing and how that's affecting your cortisol. So again, just like notice in the morning, if you're doing a vigorous practice and you're totally pooped after, maybe mm-hmm. you need to change that. And that is the yeah. hardest thing to do, but yeah. So as a teacher, just keep all those things in mind. Like it's there, it's doing its work. Um, don't stress out about it. Cause that's just gonna, yeah, not yeah. Do good things in the end.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. It should be like something that gives you power. Like you have a little bit, you can talk a bit more um specifically yeah, to yeah. to how yoga affects the body physically and mentally
1: yeah absolutely yeah i think so i hope so yeah yeah
0: oh and one more thing like i talked briefly about journaling like if you are going to bed with that mm. racing mind and if you've tried meditation and it's not doing it like if, if you just have those days where like something happens and your brain is like crazy mm. um. A lot of people recommend journaling like I've never journaled that much, but like I will at least write down a super specific things to do list for my next day, even if I don't do it. Like I'm just like Mm. brain dumping. If it's something really emotional that you're going over and over and over and like reenacting or kind of thinking about Mm. like so obsessively, then journaling is probably very valuable for you at that time. Like just to
1: get it out of your head and get to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah it's hard because sometimes journaling can like spiral you and yeah i would say so maybe maybe not it's pretty personal like maybe just a guided meditation is what but like i would say like take
0: action on like instead of lying there because i've done it before Mm. it's like i should get up and write this down and then all of a sudden it's one in the morning like well that no (laughs) like i could have just gotten up and taken 20 minutes and done some some sort of something to get some stuff out of my head so yeah yeah. I think that's helpful.
1: Anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah, hopefully that's helpful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. We talked for a long time today.
1: <laughs> I know, we did. Good job. Ooh, um I thought that was gonna go way yeah. by like
0: super quick. No, there's a lot to say.
1: There is so much to say about Yeah, insult, so thank you guys yes. for like <laughs>
0: hanging in and listening to this one. I hope you had some <laughs> useful takeaways, um, students and teachers and we really appreciate you just joining us in in on this conversation.
1: Yeah. If you have any other experiences with cortisol, like we said, it's so individualized. It's so um, specific and unique that, you know, like we'd love to hear it. We'll definitely respond to emails and comments. Yes, Our link for our email will be in
0: the show notes below. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if you guys have any questions around that at all, give us, uh, give us an email and we'll try and tackle it on future podcasts and we'll kind of, um, spin off and talk about some other hormones now that we've kind of laid the groundwork. Cortisol is one of the, the main ones to start with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys have a great one and talk to you soon.